Welcome to the Fizzles Show. Yeah. This is the Fizzle Show. Our mission is, of course, to help you do great work, put a dent in the universe, and support yourself doing something that you actually care about. Your hosts run Fizzle.co, where new and used entrepreneurs learn how to create, develop, and grow a personal business in the modern age. Membership costs about a dollar a day, but as a listener, you can try your first five weeks for free on us when you go to fizzle.co slash try five. In this episode, listen, you, you probably already know that there are different learning styles. These are the ways that people learn best, and there's verbal, visual, auditory, kinesthetic, and many more, depending on which model uh, you're looking at. What's important about all these different models or these different ways of learning, these learning styles, is that you understand this. Not everyone learns and retains information in the same way. On the show today, we talk about these different learning styles and discuss how you, as a content maker, can think about and use different learning styles to reach and be memorable to a wider audience. It's a great episode for anyone out there who makes courses, books, podcasts, videos, articles, and other forms of content. Follow along at home at fizzleshow.co slash 155. I'll be back after this conversation to fill in any gaps. I am Chase Warman reeves I'm Corbett Barr. I'm Barrett Brooks. I am Steph Crowder. What's going oh, on? How are you guys? Pretty great. You guys have cocktails or what? We have uh, We have tea. We have tea. We, uh, it's not even just, regular tea. It's like straight up flowers in water. Well, we got we to gotta strategize today. It's Laura's last day, yeah. and uh, we're going out tonight, so we Ooh. don't want to be sleepy. Okay. That, oh, that makes it's sense. A, it's a strong brew. It's a zesty tea. <laughs> that's a zesty tea. It's astringent, right? <laughs> yeah. But that's the antioxidants working. Oh, there's so many antioxidants in this thing. Barrett, you'd love it. Mm. Guys, it's 64 degrees in Chicago. You would seriously think it's like 90. It's hilarious. Why? The way that people are walking around oh in their God. sweatsuits and stuff? I just took, people are out rollerblading and oh speedos? Yeah. I just took Rudy for a long walk. People are in shorts, high-fiving on the street. I have a... I have like a green iced, I have like a green iced tea with mojito flavoring. It's just it's too much. <laughs> mojito flavored iced tea. Yeah, I, I went that for was it. Such a good word. Even fun. <laughs> just like. Woo! Oh. oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Just high fives, shorts, just. We're doing it. Chicago. Pretty much. It's exactly right. Oh, gosh. That's that's really nice. In my mind, at least. That's really nice. It, it, it's just as nice as you imagine. Oh, that's terrific. And uh, have you been, have you gone back to Absento for some more lattes yet? No, I, I want to, though. I was supposed to, like a week ago, I was supposed to meet a friend there and it fell through. So I'm, I'm plotting. But I need, We've really I need to get back We've really generated some social media buzz for them. I know. Yeah, there's oh, some yeah. buzz. There's some buzz, yeah. There's some buzz yeah, out there, been, guys. They've been tweeting. Yeah, there's been a, there's been some tweets for Absento going on. Um, I've been I'm in Mexico here with Corbett, as you two know. Uh, and let's see, travel was okay. Travel was fine getting here. We had to do a layover for basically a day and a half in L.A. So we hung out in Venice, and that was fun. Um, and then, but it's kind of weird when you travel, you go for a couple of days, and then you land to the place where you're going to be spending two weeks. Yeah, I'm still in the mode like we're going to leave tomorrow. Like I'm still kind of like everything's kinda a little bit packed it. up, and yeah, you know. So, uh, but we're down here now, sweating our our you know arms off. off. Yep. Would you say took us? 
Tushy. <laughs> Tushy. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he just looks at me and winks. Tushy. Uh, and we went on a boat ride today. Oh, it was Ooh. beautiful. We, uh, oh, my gosh. We went and saw a, a, a shipping. Oh, I found out how big that boat is. How big way. is it? You guys can look this up online. It's called the uh, Los Yanitos. It's a cargo ship. Actually, an oil tanker, I guess. Whoa. Um, that... During the hurricane that hit here uh, last year, maybe we talked about this already. I feel like I'm repeating myself. They decided instead of taking the instructions to go south, they went north and the tanker got run aground just offshore here about two miles. And uh, it is 706 feet long. 706 feet long. You guys, I found it. I'm looking at it. This little skiff looks really cool. Right up to it. And uh, yeah, it's it's uh, so they've been like siphoning off. I guess none of the oil really leached out. So they've been like siphoning that off and they're still not exactly sure what they're going to do with it. But it'll probably just be left there. Yeah, it's uh, it's buckled right in the middle of it. I hope they leave it there because the tour boat companies already have put it on their poster. It's a real one of the things (laughs) that you can uh, you can do. This looks like something Mm -hmm. from Pirates of the Caribbean. That's what it reminds me of. Caribbean. 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 Sorry. Caribbean. Jeez. <laughs> just kidding. It doesn't matter either <laughs> just way. Totally kidding. Just, I was going to say, geez. Gotcha. <laughs> just, fun to, just fun to talk <laughs> That's all. <laughs> um, we are going to talk about something really exciting today. Steph? We are. What's that going to be? So we have a really interesting, maybe even controversial topic today. I hope that it stirs up some different opinions from different people. The title from the forums by Elaine was, I hate learning through video. What am I doing here? So... As uh, a lot of people out there probably know, whether you're in Fizzle or you've just heard about us, we are a platform that has a lot of video courses. So Elaine is uh, talking, she starts this whole conversation in the forums about how video is really not her favorite way to learn. So she's kind of like, what am I doing in Fizzle if I don't love video? So here's what she says. She says, I love Fizzle. I love the forums, love the podcast, hate learning through video. I'm impatient. I can read faster than videos can talk. How do you make yourself sit down and watch videos if you're like me? Help. I know I could benefit from doing more of the courses, but it's my least favorite way to learn. And yet I'm creating e-courses and will likely include video since I sense that I am unusual. Am I? So there's a lot going on in this question, but basically what Elaine starts and a lot of people chime in actually in agreement with her. So perhaps she isn't so unusual. She doesn't Mm. necessarily feel like video is always the best way for her to learn. She doesn't feel like it's Perhaps she feels like, uh, I think she mentions, she uses the word impatient at a certain point while she's watching the videos. She just kind of feels antsy. Yet at the very same time, she feels compelled to include video in her e-courses. So it's kind of like this interesting paradox that we thought would make for a good conversation today. Mm, yeah. And to me, uh, Barrett, as you were saying in, in your Slack, uh, what, what are the kinds of elements that to you sort of uh, this question brings into light? I think there's a lot and uh, we can get into any number of them, but the primary one or one of the primary ones would be learning styles and just the acknowledgement that different people learn information in different ways. And that doesn't make anything wrong with them. It doesn't make anything wrong with us, but there's just the reality that there are different learning styles. Um, There's also the reality that some people value as in they'll pay for one thing, but they actually learn from or derive value from another thing. So like they might be willing to pay more for video, but in reality, they actually act based on something other than video. I think that's a really big, big issue here. And then I think it's also just like as a creator and as a business, 
building strategic advantage and unique selling proposition through something like video can be a great barrier to entry that prevents competitors coming in and taking over your space, even if it's not the best way to serve customers. And so talking about competition versus serving customers, I think is another good framework to talk about this thing through. Yeah, it seems to me like uh, um, there was a there's the forum thread is definitely alive with a lot of activity, a lot of responses, very very cool responses from people here. And it and it what it brings to mind for me is like you said, Barrett, that people have different learning styles. You know, we've heard of like some people are visual and some are auditory. And some are, I don't know what else there is. Do you know, are there, are there more than that? I mean, because visual is like... Yeah, there's a bunch. Is there textual? Yeah. Textual is one? Yeah. There's verbal, uh, which is like through speaking and writing. Uh, there's visual, which is pictures, diagrams, images, things like that. There's musical or auditory, so using sounds and music and rhythm to help you learn. There's physical learning or like kinesthetic is the technical term. So yeah. you learn by doing, basically. Um, and then there's logical or mathematical, uh, which means using kind of logic, reasoning, system sequences to learn. And then there's also this kind of duality of social or solitary learning where you either prefer to learn in groups or you prefer to learn as an individual on your own, kind of in private. Mm. So you can think of those as like two different ways of breaking down learning style. Yeah, well, it's good that you bring that up because I'm definitely more of a rhythmic learner, you know. I hate it when there's logic involved. <laughs> I just like the rhythms, you know? So if there isn't a good rhythm there, then I'm not going to be able to learn nothing. That's why I haven't signed up for Fizzle yet, because I keep my drumming to myself, you know what I mean? Because I do it by myself. That's right. Island style. Sorry, I was... I'd like to teach business topics with <laughs> rhythm and music. <laughs> what is the rhythm I would of love a business to see that. idea? It starts like this. I got it now. I got it. Yes, exactly. I'm good. I'm ready to start a business. It's very easy to have a business idea. You just start with a... Sorry. Sorry. That's a it's very, very festive uh, island tropical vibe for me today. I am podcasting for the first time in a tank top. I apologize for all of our visual listeners out there. Because um, what, what, what made me think is, is um, a couple things, because I love the, the like sort of the uh, paradox in Elaine's question saying, and ironically, I'm going to be making videos for mine because right. I feel like I kind of need to. Right. Right. And further on down, Adam chimed in saying like, I actually am the same way, Elaine. Like I, I learn better from stuff besides just video, but I'm only a part of video course type stuff because it, I definitely perceive it to be more valuable, higher quality teachers and things like that. Um, so it's an interesting sort of sort of mix that that it does take a lot more work to make it into video. It's something that we've experienced firsthand a lot. It's very difficult to up, update content and stuff like that, but it is this perceived value. Um, that that it benefits from, and but even beyond that, more than that, to me, there is there video does seem to uh, at least have a chance to combine more of these than any other, right? You can't. I mean, I guess in a, in a textual sort of uh, just written, you can show some graphics, which is which is good as well. But um, as someone said in the, uh, and I don't want to turn this into like a, a you know we're, why we're fighting for video. What I think is interesting about this is 
what are you going to make given that different people learn in different ways and you can kind of create whatever way you want to, right? It seems like that's sort of at the heart of this thing is, is just understanding that there are different learning methods and you can bring those in to the courses and the books and, and the things that you sell as well. Wouldn't you say that's kind of what you guys are thinking, Steph? Yeah, I think so. And I think another interesting thing that I feel like emerges from this thread is some people kind of seem to imply that some of the onus is on the learner, which is really interesting. So Barrett was talking about learning styles. I've kind of just for simplicity, always have grouped them in my mind as audio, visual and kinesthetic. Kinesthetic being a bit more, I'm a kinesthetic learner myself. And that one is interesting because it's more about like analogies and application and having people understand like some some sort of relation that takes it outside of what the topic is. So what's interesting is in a video, you can hit all three of these, which I think makes it attractive in some ways because some people out yeah. there can, some people in this thread say, I do the dishes and listen to the video. And that's great. Those people are probably a little bit more on the auditory side of things. Some people need to see, you know, graphs or they need to be watching something. Those people probably tend more visual. And then kinesthetic people are kind of interesting because basically a story has to resonate with them in order for them to get the concept. So if you think about it, video can combine all of these things. And I mm -hmm. think that uh, one of the powerful things is maybe understanding what you you know, tend towards as a learner, because then you can make this work for you. I actually chimed in on this, on this forum myself and said, you know, for me, I happen to know that I have got to sit down with like some kind of workbook or some kind of like study guide and like write things out and create um, something that I can like read back to myself. And that's because the application is where learning happens for me. For other people in this thread, it's totally different. So what's interesting is if you are someone out there who's like, I kind of want to create video, but I don't love video. What's interesting is you're just able to hit different kinds of learning styles by focusing on all three of these at once. So part of it kind of comes down to what kind of student are you and how can you make video work for you? Because there's a difference between passively watching videos and like waiting for something to happen or having an active role in your own learning and, and deciding like, how am I going to put this knowledge to work for myself? It's, yeah, go for it. It's interesting to, to you're, you're totally right, Steph. And I, and I think, you know, um, to characterize Fizzle as being only video isn't exactly fair because we do have um, plenty of cases where there is audio available and sometimes text, but for the most part, it is video. And, and we have gotten this feedback before and we've decided not to transcribe or to include like lengthy portions of text yeah. in the courses um, for now. And, and yeah. maybe that's something we should look more into actually because of all this feedback that we've gotten. Um, thinking back to other courses that I created, there were several courses that were primarily text driven. That's what I did in the very beginning. Um, I did a course called Start a Blog That Matters, which is actually now part of Fizzle. Yeah. I did another course called Affiliate Marketing for Beginners, and that was uh, also text. And it was laid out sort of like, a, it was an online course, but it was um, laid out like chapters of a book almost. And thinking back to that, you know, I don't know that I ever heard anyone say, I really wish this was in video. Um, yeah. It always just seems like video is like the ultimate tool, mm -hmm. um, partly because it's more difficult to create. You can do a lot more of the video visually. And once you've recorded the video, you do then also have the opportunity to cut the audio uh, you know, out and, yeah. and, and, and give that to people um, as well as it's fairly easy to get transcriptions for. So it's, it's interesting. It's kind of mm -hmm. like a, this is a, a look inside of, um, of the decisions that we've made, I think. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, it's something that makes me take pause. Yeah, it is. Uh, and for me, like I've had a, a, a 
So let me let me put it, tell a little let me weave a little yarn here. Um, I have been watching a ton of YouTube videos. It started by doing sort of some research on like how does you how does YouTube work? Where are the people on YouTube? Who subscribes to a YouTube channel? Like I understand it as a search engine, right? But I was like, who subscribes to a YouTube channel and then like watches every video that comes out? This is a very it was a very alien world to me. This is about a year and a half ago, and so I just started like subscribing to channels that had that were very popular and sort of just like trying to wa- watch the interactions, watching what the creator was making. You get a lot of it. A lot of you know start off with like, hey guys, sorry I haven't made a video in like a little while. I've been like on vacation or whatever. So what's up? I'm in like Cabo. Say hi everyone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but anyways, through like you know, just watching a bunch of those videos, I started going on this longer trail. And now let's let's be honest, like. There's a reason why TV it gets however many millions of 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 people turning it on every night and and books don't right. or you know what I mean sure. magazines don't even sure. or whatever right because but what we're not talking about entertainment we're talking about learning right Lane's question is like I don't learn best through video or whatever which I don't which I I think is is I think in some ways this language is helpful. In some ways it's like it's just shooting in the hip. Because for every person talking about how they like to learn something, there's five other people in Fizzle, we can show you by the statistics, who are just sitting there learning and doing the stuff. Right. You know what I mean? So in some ways, it, of course, it's going to be a little bit. There's With learning, there's always a little friction. Just like with, so with text, you got to slow down and take it in. And if there's not a graphic, it might stay a little unclear in your mind and unmemorable. Same thing with video. If it's just a talking head for forever, it, that like most of our videos used to be just talking head type stuff. Now, uh, through watching a bunch of these YouTube videos, I landed on, as anybody who's listened to the last 10 episodes of the show knows that I'm a huge fan of the School of Life which is this YouTube channel that uses video to teach very complex sort of uh, meaning of life type things to, uh, to the masses, not to like smart people who are in, in, you know, uh, in colleges and, and in academia or something like that, but to everybody using the, the medium that's like right there in front of everyone that everybody's already clicking play on. They watch this, you know, Super Bowl commercial or this bad lip reading and then, oh, there's school of life right next to it, Right. They're seven-minute videos. They normally are listicles, you know, I mean, five things that, you know, depression has to teach you about how to live or something like that. And and so I've been just, I've watched hundreds of these now. And it's really gotten, um, there's two things. Number one, you can entertain someone with text, with video, with with photos, with whatever. You, I can make it entertaining. A creator, content creator can make it entertaining. The question is, what sticks when they walk away from the computer or when it's time to do the work or right. when that business idea comes up, what do they, do they know what to do next or, or whatever? It's like, it, we're talking about something more than just entertainment mm-hmm. and video is fundamentally, I think a more entertaining medium by nature, though there are plenty of great stories I've gotten lost in, you know what I mean? Uh, books or, but even just articles, narrative nonfiction or whatever. But um, this, like learning what I have watching those YouTube videos, we used that a bunch in our last course. Yeah, where it, I would I would definitely call it something different than just video, because one of the things that's good about video, obviously, is you press play and you sit back and it happens at you. That's cool. Everybody loves that. But the question is, how much of it gets like sticks in your brain? Right. Mm-hmm. So what we started doing was was incorporating some some animation of the concepts and like using some graphics and animation of the concepts that were being talked about a lot of like text that like after Steph 
says something, then the video will be replaced with the text of like the main point of right. that. Lots of like lower third text that's like hitting hard the point that she's like, you know, expressing, you know, with more words. So yeah. that you're, but you're basically getting, you're hearing you're this. You're getting multiple modes. Exactly. You're getting this a bunch of different ways. Yeah. So, so that is something that. And, that then, is, and then a worksheet afterwards. So totally. you are actually doing. And the workbook and the worksheet is, is in like in the, the truth about all of this sort, at least in our situation, the business stuff, learning how to do business, it's all happens in the doing. Mm-hmm. You learn how to set up a WordPress site by setting up a WordPress site. And you need some instructional materials to show you how to do it right. up front. But then you get in there and you're fiddling around and you're learning and you're learning and learning. And you're, yeah, it's going to take some time. And yeah, I could shave that time off if I did it myself for you or if I stood over your shoulder, but that costs a lot of money. So I can give you some videos of just like, uh, like we have in Fizzle of just like, here's how you do it. Yeah. You know? So anyways, all that to say that um, I would, I, I think there is, um, I'm not a researcher on this stuff. I don't know all the, all the, all of the, the, the right um, categories of things. But I think it's pretty blurry, the lines between some of these, you know, and, and there is something very special to you click the button and it plays at you. And then the challenge is what, what Elaine brings up is I can learn faster if I was just reading it. Corbett, you say this all the time. You know what I mean? Like you could just, if you just read it, like you just learn so, you just go through much faster. Like, you know, you know if it's worth paying attention to right. or not, you know? And in some ways when you're signing up for a learning thing, it's like, I don't know. I, this is what's really hard is I really want people to trust us and just like, okay, listen, this course is going to take 35 minutes. You can watch through it in one sitting, mm-hmm. like our new, new one that we just launched in customer conversations, 35 minutes. And then you go back and you start doing all the exercises as you watch each video again. Sure. That takes a little time, but it's like, you don't, you don't build a business in 25 minutes. Yep. Right. You know, it, it's going to take some time for this stuff to get into you, change some of your, like some of your, your guts in some way so that when you when you go out into the world, you're a different person yeah. versus just you've yeah. been entertained for 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, really what the, the difference that you're talking about isn't so. So let's say, for example, a course takes 30 minutes yeah. and maybe you could read it in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. So you're like, well, that's like 200 percent more time. Yeah. But on the back of that is it's not 30 minutes. This course is going to take you 30 minutes plus two weeks of activity. Totally. So really you're talking about 15 minutes out of two weeks is the difference. And the question is, like you said, um, what are you going to absorb and be able to apply from the course? And um, we've just made a bet that video is a more comprehensive, more capable medium for teaching people than audio only because there are there are plenty of people who won't sit there and read for yeah. for you know fifteen twenty minutes for totally. a course or a lesson or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. Yeah, and in this in the last one as well, uh, we you know Steph wrote the script and we took that script and we actually put that in the course description. Right. So you have both the text and the video, which is very textual and graphical beyond just audio, like hearing you someone speak. That's another thing that's really important to me is the conversational tone of the lessons. You know what I mean? I don't want it to sound like it's erudite coming down from the mountain. You better get this. this is your only, it's very conversational. I want you to, I want to be able to walk around this issue four or five different ways with you. So you really get it. So you understand why when you're doing business, you're not a magician or a palm reader or a prophet. You're a researcher. You know, and that's a really big issue that I go over like three times in the three rules to build by video because it's it, it, once that gets stuck in your head, it can change the way that you live. You know, Steph, what were you going to say? I was just going to add and underscore something you said, Chase, that I think is so important, which is you said the learning is in the doing. And I think that is 
so huge because what's interesting to me and like perhaps even a challenge that I have for Elaine or anybody else who's in this boat when she says something like I could just read so much faster. My question is like, are you, is there an element of, you know, instant gratification in that? Like, okay, I read the blog post. I read the book. Now I I've learned about customer conversations or whatever the topic is when the truth is, you know, how much of that are you actually absorbing when you're just read, like when it's about speed, when you're just trying to get through the material as fast as you possibly can. I mean, I can say I've, I've heard from Mm. some of our customers who've actually written and said, you know, I enjoyed watching the videos, but then like when it was time to do the worksheets, like it was really tedious and hard. And my response to that is like, yes, it is very hard. It's hard to, you know, put the pen to paper when it's about your business. Like, I think there's an element of like feel goodery that comes from watching a video, reading something because it's theoretical and it's, and it's fun to ponder. But when it comes time to like actually make this about your business, yes, it's hard. And I think whether you're learning video, audio, in a live class, it doesn't matter. This is going to get hard when the rubber meets the road. So part of me wonders if that's what is Mm. going on with any of these types of modalities. I don't know. I'll be the contrarian here. And I'll just say that like, I hate video (laughs) there. They're like, if you measure my days, uh, over the past three months since the start of the year, and you measured the number of articles that I read and the number of videos I clicked play on, just clicked play, not even watched. Yeah. Uh, there would be infinitely more articles than video. And here's why. I can't, I literally cannot retain the information from a video unless I am writing the information down so that I can then review it again. I am not able to remember the information. Like if, if my fiance tells me something and she wants me to remember it, she needs to tell me over and over and over because until I've written it down on a list, it's just not going to get remembered. And, and that's, what these learning modalities are. It's that some people's brains literally do not function that way. And so, yep. you know, I'm, I'm with them, you know, I get it. Uh, and, and I think that's, that's just the reality of our business is that like we've built for a specific kind of learner to this point, that doesn't mean we can't adjust over time and we can't provide different formats to people, but we've just kind of made a strategic decision to this point. But I think a couple of people in the thread made some interesting points related to video and like, why sometimes even if they can tolerate video, it can be frustrating to watch video. So like Ben says, I think it's because most online courses don't even seem to need to be video. If somebody is just talking and there are key points on the screen, often if you just listen, it's almost the same experience. And then Cassell said uh, basically the same thing. She said, video might be popular, but I would say that now too many videos are just audio on screen and not really worth watching. So it was basically like, their points were if all you're doing is audio, but with the camera looking at you while you're speaking it, that would be like us filming ourselves recording this podcast and not providing any extra value by being on video. Other than that, you have to have a screen to be able to play it. And I thought those were actually pretty good points because if that's all you're doing with video is trying to build a barrier and not actually improving the experience or improving the amounts of information you're communicating, then I don't think it's that helpful. Yeah, no, I think it's a it's great points, and and that's why the owner onerous owner onus onus the onus the bonus is on is on the maker right, which is something that I took to heart in making this recent course. Because think about it like this, like Barrett, I like if you went to a presentation or saw a webinar where there was where there was slides, if the video was just a recording, person's face in the lower right hand corner, and then slides, right? you're probably more likely to retain stuff from that, even though we would call that a video if you press play on it, right? Versus just like a talking head. For me, only if I took notes. Like I have to have that extra element of 
reading it and then noting it. So I'm kind of like a combination of um, kinesthetic and then like the writing style, whatever those styles were again, where I've got to like participate in it and I have to read it. I, yeah, I'm, I'm curious though, like how is reading and video different in that way though? Because right. you, you, in both cases, you have to kind of put down what you were doing yeah. in order to switch over and to write notes if if you're writing on your laptop yeah. uh, or in both cases, you could have a separate notepad out that you're writing on. So how is how is video different from from reading in that case? The biggest point that people made in the threads that I that I kind of agreed with is that there's no easy way to go back through a video and find the point at which you are trying to take notes on. Like let's say you watched through one time and now you right. want to go back and take notes. In a book, you could have just highlighted, right? In yeah. a video, like it's not made for that experience. Like there's not a little marker you put in to say, okay, I got to go back to that point and take notes. Yeah. Whereas in a book. Like my, I, I still read physical books, so I'm old school like that. And I have a highlighter and I have a, a pen and I highlight lines and then I write notes in the margin. And then I go back and I record my notes and highlights in an Evernote file for each book so that I can use them as research later. So like I have this process of learning and it's a lot harder in video if I want to go back and quote someone or take notes on it because there's no simple method for finding that point at which it was, you know, an important point was made or whatever. Yeah, so I'm I'm curious though. Um, there, you know, this this could be an issue of the minority who is vocalizing that they don't like video. Um, and the question is, if you think about Creative Live, Lynda.com, Treehouse, all of these massive learning communities yep. that are primarily full of video, um, are they doing something different with their video that we're missing out on, or um, is that? the mode that most people actually prefer is video. I think what I, when I think of, I think, uh, uh, when I think of people who aren't used to video being forced to watch video in a learning environment, I think fundamentally it feels like go going slower, right? Cause you can't skim, you can't go fast. It's just one speed, you know? And that is, a, that is a, that feels like your hands are tied in some ways when you're not used to it. You know what I mean? Right. It does. It feels really slow. Um, so a lot of those, first of all, they have, you know, speed, you know, video speed stuff, um, that's uh, video speed stuff, uh, where you can speed it up and, and go quicker. And that's something we're actively trying to, to get into, to fizzle. Wistia is hopefully going to allow for something like that soon. Um, and I, it's something that I do anytime I'm watching a more of a, like sort of teaching based YouTube video, it's immediately two, two times speed. Same thing with podcasts, same thing with everything. That's a real trick. Like it really helps. You save a lot of time doing that. Um, so there's that, but they also, a lot of them have, will have uh, subtitles or, or um, sort of like Captions. closed captioning yeah. kind of thing. So you're following along visually and it's like highlighting each word as it's said, mm -hmm. it's sort of like uh, mesmerizing to watch. And I bet that there's some, I bet there's stuff getting lodged in a little bit more there, but by and large, and then they, and then they might have different things in terms of uh, how you can bookmark or, or say, save things maybe, but by and large, they're really doing this, the same stuff. Now, what's interesting to me about this whole conversation isn't even about our business. Uh, obviously it has a lot of, of rubber meets the road on our business, but What's interesting to me is ever like this is a booming industry of people making digital products that teach someone how to do something. Right. Right. Traditionally, that's been done in books. Well, or YouTube seminars. is one of the most popular sites in the world. Right. And 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 granted, like you said, it is mostly entertainment, I guess. But yeah, but I there's there but there's a ton of of education. There is, and I'm going to set a marker right there because we don't say <laughs> on this show. All right. Apologize. You me. Well. Well.
<laughs> Come on. <laughs> That's great. Family time. Um, <laughs> so uh, so what's interesting me to me primarily about this is like there's a lot of people listening to the Fizzle Show who are definitely, if they're not already, planning on making some educational material right. to sell. Yeah. And what we want to do when we make educational material is we want to change the way someone lives about something. Right. Do you know what I mean? We really want to make it not that hard. And Fizzle, we want to make it not that hard to start a business or at least make it easier than it is on your own. Right. You know, we want to bring mentorship to people who don't, who aren't raised in entrepreneurial families and stuff like that. Right. There's other people within Fizzle who are selling products on, for instance, hand, dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder or um, cooking and making your own meals and things like that. All sorts of things that people love to pay for to learn right now because it's really empowering to know how to do that stuff. It's a booming industry and we would love to see more people learning cool stuff, right? Uh, the question is, so what is, I think, I think we, we do ourselves a disservice when we say what is the best way to do that? Because one of the, as one of the fizzlers in the, in the thread said, it's like, in some ways, maybe you're maybe maybe you just you just cater to the video people, and it's kind of like a niche in and of itself. And the same, we only we only cater to English speaking sure. people, right? And it's like, yeah, we can't serve everybody right now um, because we could. Even I mean, if we could, we would easily translate everything into every, all the languages of the world. But obviously, that is a huge cost. So right now video is a thing because I think it, it for us for us that we had skills there for lack of a better term and now I'm watching that shift and morph into including a lot more text into making the videos a lot more like one of the fizzlers said there's 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 no comparison when there's a, when a video actually animates a concept for you that you get that is that's that is the big thing I mean a lot of our courses are talking head they could just be audio, but you're getting some of the tech stuff that'll come at you, and it really kind of cements those sort of chapters of the video, kind of. But but when you animate things and you start, well, look like yeah, go for it. Well, good. well, no, 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 finish your point by animation. Just meaning when you start animating things, you can do stuff. Uh, you can make the concepts become uh, come alive a little bit more. Now, wait, but why is a huge blog that uses stick figure drawings and no, not even gifs or animations right. of any kind. And that that I think those and that's the thing with animations. Like you could have an animated gif, or yeah. you could just have images. Totally. Yeah, and so uh, so so all that to say, like I think there's a way that no matter what medium you pick, that you're include you're being more inclusatory, uh, inclusive, <laughs> inclusive, uh, inclusive of uh, your your inclusivemente about about the other ways of learning. So if you're just text, you're including more graphics and visuals, and if you're and if you're just you know a video talking head, you're including again more graphics, more text on screen, maybe, and then obviously that that ability to to speed up a little bit if someone wants to as well. Go ahead, Barrett. What were we gonna say? Well, I just want to go back to the point that like you know I'm gonna put this back on on the people out there, just on the mm -hmm. consumers because. What happens when what you need is not what you're willing to pay for? What happens when you demand or you think it's better for the world that companies make sustainable goods? Then I ask you where you bought your last couch and you went to Ikea or Walmart when you could have went and bought an eco-friendly couch. What happens if what you actually want to happen in the country would happen if John Kasich gets elected, but you go vote for Donald Trump? What happens if you don't want video but you only pay for video a price that allows businesses to operate. You know, that's the reality of the environment we're in with education materials. What people value enough to pay for is video. That's the deal with creative life. That's the deal with Skillshare. That's the deal with all these sites is that 
if you put video and as part of your value proposition, people are going to pay more for it than if you put the same exact words in a word document, or if you put the same exact words yeah. in an audio file, people just aren't going to pay the same amount. And that's the business rate. Like that's economics 101. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're, you're, you're bang on. And another thing we haven't even mentioned here is like, for instance, our, our homepage at fizzle, if you go to fizzle.co, our homepage was the only page that we're basically selling the, the, the membership site that like join fizzle. It costs this much. This is your free trial. Here's the things inside of it. It's all talked about in the video. There's a tiny little like right. letter from you, right. Corbett. We don't explain that stuff in text. It's only in it's video. It's all in video. Now, what? Why do we do that? Well, for a lot of reasons because we just pretty, we tried a lot of different home pages and, and a smaller page just worked better for us. But watch that video. See if the background music doesn't make you start to feel things. Just watch because this is what we do as filmmakers. We manipulate emotions. That's what we. That's what we do. There's bo- there's a point where the music changes and it starts to become a little more hopeful, and that's when we're starting to talk about a very like particular things, sure. right? This is not because, uh, and I'm not even I'm not even a trained filmmaker. I'm just fooling around with stuff, right? But you can with emotion. For instance, the first two lessons of Steph's course, they're shorter, they're sweeter. One basically became the sales video for that, which I'll put in the show notes, uh, the sales page for that course. The other one became a video that we use the three biggest mistakes that people make in uh in their customer conversations we knew we were going to use that for a blog post so as i was editing that video on both of those i added this background beat music that just makes it what that makes it really easy to watch okay but the challenge is this i did not do that for the rest of the lessons because i watched how easy it is just to watch and you you don't even get bored you don't get bored but i'm not sure it's sinking in you know what I mean? I need this to st- to sink in for you at some point. Yeah. Um, so there's sexy materials, but then there's like, I need this to change you. Mm-hmm. And I want to get like, so I will make it boring. I will make it a little less like sexy and attractive because if that forces you to lean in and, and like, if I turn the volume down, you have to kind of like try to hear a little bit more. I can make you, I can make you retain more information. Sure. Cause you're just actively listening yeah. versus just this thing's happening somewhere. And, and it's not, uh, so all of that to say, like, there's a lot the thing with film is you can use so many different tools with video, with, with text, for example, right. You've got your text. Yeah. You might have bold and italic. You might have headlines or headings, right? And then you might be able to include images. And so all of these, you get to add things to. And I think what's important about this is you think about as a content creator, don't even think about yourself as a content creator. Think about yourself as a mind changer or as an educator or something like that. Yeah. What are you going to do? You, you, you use every tool that you can to do it. I don't know, Steph, what are you hearing over there? I, I love this point that you're making, Chase. And it's interesting because in this forum thread, a lot of people are talking about speeding up the... Uh, the speed of videos that they watch or even podcasts for that matter. And I'll share a comment from Luke that just resonates with exactly what you just said. He said, I love the fizzle show podcast. And while I speed up other shows, sometimes I would never speed up the fizzle show. That's because it's so much more than reading a script. It's emotion, banter, et cetera, which is a big part of why I listen. So I don't just mention that because it's a compliment about the fizzle show. I mentioned that because I found that fascinating. I am not somebody who speeds up video. I don't know it bothers me. People's voices sound like unnaturally high. Yeah. I just, I don't like it. So I'm always interested when people talk yeah. about speeding up video. Um, 
but for Luke, I just love this point that there's like this emotion, there's this banter, there's this realness that makes him listen at the normal speed. And I think that's also true. Another example mm. that comes to mind for me, Marie Forleo has built so much of her business on Marie TV. She releases videos that are short. They're, they are kind of funny or they include music. They have tweetables. There's a lot of mixed media happening there. So I love this balance that you're talking about between like having fun and making it memorable and emotional and um, I don't know, just like have some personality to it, but it has to be hard hitting at the same time. So I think there's something there. And it's interesting to think about how mediums like video or at least audio do allow you to play with some of those dimensions that you just aren't going to have as an easy a time playing with in text. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to go back to uh, I want to go back. Hey, this is Chase Reeves. I'm at the Los Angeles International Airport, about ready to board a plane to go see Corbett in Mexico, but I wanted to tell you about our sponsor really quick, FreshBooks Small Business Accounting. Now, if you- Sir, sir, you need to turn that off right now. I'm just, okay, I'm just gonna be one minute. I just, I'm almost done. Sir, what exactly are you doing? I'm, uh, this is gonna sound weird, I'm a podcaster, I'm reading an advertisement for a company called FreshBooks, they do small business accounting, it's like an app for your phone and the web and stuff like that. Sir, I didn't ask for that much detail, but now that you mentioned it, so does it like make it so you can see like all your account expenses and like how many people are paying you and stuff like that? Yeah, exactly. That's it. That doesn't surprise you. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, so you have an app, you have the website, you can log in and see exactly where your business's finances are at. Sir, please, I will ask you when I want you to speak more. Don't get mouthy with me. I, I apologize. I, I'm just gonna, like if I could just have 30 seconds to, to do Sir. My bad. So you said it's fresh books, but I'm sure it's expensive, right? So you'd like not just everybody can use this. No, I mean it's quite, it's really affordable. And uh, like I said, I'm a podcaster. For listeners of my podcast, you actually get a free month, like all expenses paid. You get the full thing for a month for free when you go to freshbooks.com/slash. Fizzle and type in Fizzle in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Sir, again, too specific. What? How do you spell Fizzle though? F I Z Z L F. No, F. Frank. F I. Yeah. Okay, so I go to FreshBooks.com/slash/Fizzle. And then I type in fizzle and how I heard about you. That's, that's exactly it. I'm surprised you're so interested in this. Are you like a freelancer or something? I do hair and makeup on the side. Yes, I am a TSA agent by day, but by night I'm an aspiring hair and makeup artist here in Los Angeles, California, best city in the world. Oh, that's very cool. And it's really hard to get my clients to pay me. Well, let's see, that's exactly it. Like you can get invoices, all that stuff uh, really, really easily with, with fresh books. You can send your clients your invoices this is really weird having this conversation with you right now. I know, sir. It's fine. Anyways, through the app, you can send your invoices to the clients, and then you can tell if they have opened it or not. Oh, wow. That would be nice. Yeah, I'd like that. Um, anyway, so so nice bumping into you here. Sir, please put your phone away now. Okay, I think I'm basically done at this point, so let's get back to the show. Now, what's your podcast called? I want to go back to an earlier point we made about... Um, you know, several people in here said that they'll turn on videos and then go do something else. They'll do the laundry, they'll cook dinner, they'll work, they'll do, you know, drive their car or whatever. And I just want to call that out as uh, you're kidding. You're, it's a vanity metric, the yes. number of lessons you complete totally. that way. Yeah. And I don't care whether it's, whether it's red 
whether it's listened to, whether it's watched, I don't care what you're, what format you're doing it in. If you're doing it while you're doing something else, you're not engaging in learning. You're just not. You yep. are passively at best kind of listening to something that may or may not have any effect on how you do things in the future. And if the point of joining Fizzle, if the point of joining whatever the other site is, is to get the learning out of it so that you take action, then what we're really, what the question we should really be asking is not how do we change the format, but how do we get people to understand that the only way they go from A to B is to learn something enough to apply it in their business immediately. And, and like, that's the bigger question for me is not how do I get more done while I'm learning, but how do mm -hmm. I learn in such a way that I get the most done in my business? And that's, what's mm. confusing to me about this is the conversation immediately jumps to video is the problem. And maybe video is not the problem. Maybe the value and the trust you place in the education is the problem. And if that's the case, then we've got a whole different set of issues we need to deal with. Yeah, Barrett, I completely agree with that. I'm like, I'm like nodding along with your point so much. And I, I have a note on this myself. And I think it ties well to the point you were making earlier, Barrett, about how you learn. So you're sitting down with a book or an article and you're highlighting, you're writing notes. Like that is a choice that you have made to pause from reading and take a moment to highlight or write down a few notes. You could read a lot faster if you just you know, read really quickly through the book, but you're choosing to do something different. So there was a comment that I pulled from Terry from the forums that I thought was great. It's kind of like the same choice that he has made for, for the videos. And he says, for those who don't like video, my suggestion is to watch them not as if you are there to watch a video. So like for entertainment, for example, but rather you're there to learn something new, do it in small doses and understand that it'll take you longer to finish the course, but it's better than watching it in one long sitting only to find yourself drifting off and not learning a thing. So that one, that was like, I thought that was such a great aha moment for me just reading through these forums because it's like, that's exactly it. You could easily just hit play and sit back and say, okay, teach me. But it's, there is this activeness and this engaging in the content, whether it's for me, if I'm watching a video, I'm hitting pause and I'm writing my notes. Like that might take me twice as long to watch the video. But if it, if that's, what's going to make it sink in for me, then I know that's what I need to do to actually learn something from it. And that's the choice that you make, I think, as a, as a learner. I wonder if it isn't just a simple discipline thing, because I know that if I play a video and I'm on my laptop as soon as I alt tab over to something else, I'm going to completely forget what was going on in the video because now I'm reading something or, or jotting something down or whatever, not paying attention to the video anymore. Um, Chase is taking photos of us right now. Because we look so silly. His shirt is unbuttoned and I'm wearing a tank here. top. <laughs> and, <laughs> and listen, it's not always easy to work for Mexico. I gotta say, I'm struggling. Yeah. yeah, speaking of distractions. But my, my point is, if you're reading something, you physically can't do something else. You can't tab over to yeah. some other thing yeah. while you're reading. But so, you do scan all the time. Sure. You do that mentally. But you, know, you start scanning. You go like, oh, this isn't this isn't important. This isn't important. Or you whatever. Skip around on the page or yeah. whatever. But the point is, like, if you're reading, you have to be engaged with the words on the page. If you're watching a video, as soon as you allow yourself to switch over to something else and, oh, I'll just listen to the video in the background, yeah. then you know that you, you just can't focus on those two things at once. Yeah. Um, it's like picture in picture or something. Yeah, yeah. So it could simply be a discipline thing in that reading focus forces you to engage. Whereas with video, you have an option and you're not disciplined enough to focus on the videos. And so, you know, 
that doesn't necessarily mean video is better, but I think it does require more discipline to get as much from video as you do sometimes from other mediums. At the end of the day, the sometimes the only way to get the information is video. So like I took a course, yeah, I'm working on a project. I took a course by Alex Blumberg, who's the founder of Gimlet Media, and it's no, you know, no secret I'm a big fan of his. And the only place I could get that course was Creative Live. It's the only place he's done it. The only way, the only format to do it in was video. And so my choice was either don't learn the material or sit down, watch the videos, take notes, engage in the material and recognize that it's going to take the amount of time of, you know, the minute ticker on each lesson for me to finish it. And that was just the only way to get it done. And so I did it. So am I saying that I won't learn through video? No, I'm saying that if given a, you know, uh, option, I wouldn't. But when that's the only thing, the only way for you to learn what you're trying to learn, your job is to sit your butt in the seat and do the learning because that's what gets you to the action. And I think our normal mode throughout the day is this, like, I need this quick dopamine hit from this email that I read and this article that I read and this thing that I tweeted. And you're yeah. moving from one thing to the next all day long in this, in this yeah. crazy rhythm. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, holy shit. I have to sit back for 10 minutes while I watch this video. Yeah. I mean, think about what do you spend 10 minutes on throughout the day? Like yeah. barely anything these totally. days. And, um, and so maybe it's just such a juxtaposition, such a contrast from yeah. what you're used to that most of us feel like oh, I don't have time for that anymore. Yep. No, I think it's really, it's really, uh, a, a definitely a shift. That's what the feeling is. Like I don't learn through video half the time or what Elaine is. Like I say, she, she says as much and like I, it happens faster when I'm reading. I can read a lot faster, right? But that doesn't necessarily mean that, it, that it's all going in, right? That we all have to remember that. Because the point of this, whether it's video or then, as I'll say it again, isn't, isn't whether or not it's happening fast or it's happening easily. It's, that, it's if you retain it and it changes the way you live in a good way. So I think in some ways, Barrett, I would, I have a question for you in just a second, Barrett. But I also want to, I, I want to say, yes, you're right. Like the, really, it, it, it does take a sort of uh, an intention shift, to go, you know what? I'm here to learn. You guys, I'm trusting. I'm gonna sit and I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to learn from you. You better have something good for me, right? You better have something good for me, right? So first of all, like there it takes that intention shift. That's what I'm hearing everyone say, and I, I 100% agree with that. Second of all, I do kind of back up with those people who would like watch like some of our older courses while they're doing the dishes or something, because a lot some of them are very uh, are, are very like yeah, just talking head. Like we didn't have a lot of time to throw a lot of graphics or things at stuff. Like like not very hard to make it memorable. We just but it but you can see someone's face. You know, one of the oldest visual pattern recognitions in your in your brain is about facial stuff. So you can see someone's face. You're picking up on their voice, their inflection. I know when you're asking a question, because you go like, now is that really how you want to build a business? Do you know what I mean? I know what that means. Right. Versus just seeing it in, in text, you know, or whatever. So I wouldn't I don't blame them for doing that because we're we're still learning how to make this stuff. And I would say try doing our latest course and see the big big difference there. To me it feels like a big difference. So and I would be curious to hear if it sounds like a big difference to you too. Now here's my question for you Barrett. If you were signing up for Fizzle now, okay, given given um, what how, how you like, you just naturally don't really like to learn through video. Uh, you can if you're taking notes. Um, how would you like you yourself personally set yourself up with an intention of learning if you were signing up for Fizzle right now? And and how would you go through those videos? I think it has to come from a fundamental assumption of trust that you're signing up for Fizzle because you need an education that's going to 
give you what you need, the information you need in order to take action. Because at the end of the day, the fizzle business in particular is about action. It's not about entertainment. It's not about philosophy. It's not about just like mindset or improving your overall life. It's about building a business. That's the point. Educate you so that you can take action so that you end up with a business that's successful. Like those are the goals for what we want you to achieve while you're at fizzle. And so if I assume that I trust us, then I would say that my job is action is learning in that case. Fizzle learning is action in other words. And so if I put in five hours in my week aside for my business, so whatever, I've got 10 hours in the car on my commute. And I want to acknowledge this. We are not talking to 23-year-old recent college grads living in their parents' basements with all day, every day. That's not who I'm talking to right now. I'm talking to you, the busy mom who has a commute both ways and has two kids and has to put them to bed and can only work after 9.30 p.m. I understand your situation. I have interviewed probably 25 of you at this point in our customer base. I know who you are. This is who I'm talking to. If you have an hour each day, then I would set aside time early in the week. If I don't know what I'm doing right now, if I don't know how to accomplish my current goal on my checklist in the roadmap, probably, if I don't know how to achieve that, I'm going to set aside an hour as soon as possible to sit down and do the course or however long the course is and consider that my action point. And I know that's hard. I'm a writer. I write every day on my personal blog. And when I have something that requires me to research, that requires me to read a couple books or go dig in depth on a topic, it drives me nuts because I get to the end of an evening and I haven't actually finished anything. I'm right in the middle of it. I'm in the middle of researching and I didn't publish anything and it pisses me off. But you know what? Once I do publish that thing, it's that much more satisfying because I put the real time in to create something of value and not just something out that's going to distract somebody from what they were trying to do. And so that's the same kind of attitude I would take to the education here. I'm going to sit in the chair I'm going to watch the videos. That's the only thing I'm going to do. I'm going to turn off everything else, close all the other windows. I'm going to put a notepad in front of me or the workbook from the, from the course, if that's easier. And I'm going to write notes on the course so that I know what to do next as soon as I get done. And then at the end of it, I'm going to take either the checklist from the course or my own checklist that comes out of it for action points. And that's what I'm going to work on the rest of the week. And so now you've got your learning done, your notes on what you took away from it and how you're going to apply it to your business and your action items, your to-do list for the rest of the week. And I wouldn't do anything else. I wouldn't go screw around on social media. I wouldn't go kid myself about how looking at my Google analytics is going to make my Google analytics grow. I would focus and I would do the learning and then take action. Man, I like that. Um, mm-hmm. It's exciting. Impassioned. It's a lot of passion. I feel. I feel the. the feel the energy there. Um, yeah, I think. I think uh, in some ways this this question uh, to me. What's interesting is you have every. You're you're a a a mind changer, a teacher. You're gonna you're gonna make something that teaches someone how to do a thing, right? You get to pick what medium you work with. Sometimes those decisions are made for you. I don't have any experience in video. I don't have an experience in audio. I don't have an experience in anything. I don't have a computer. Then it's like, okay, I guess you're going to handwrite things and send them in the mail or something, right? <laughs> but but uh, so in some ways you use what you can, but in other ways, like using video is easier than ever before to learn, 
uh, audio as well, all of these things. And then there's a lot of considerations about, you know, for us with video, it's very hard to go back and update video without like reshooting the whole course. Mm -hmm. That's something that we've learned. But we've added a few videos to the end of different courses as an appendix um, to add more information, new exercises and things like that. And that's something that we'll be playing with more and more as we as we sort of uh, keep developing our our workflow about this stuff. But as a creator of a of of a of a teaching thing, you get to choose which medium you use or mediums. And now that you and I think the important thing to take away from this is simply the fact that like not everybody's like you. First and foremost, serve the the your target person, and that might very well be you two years ago. Make the thing you wish you had when you were starting this thing out um that and that might mean like i wanted video or i wanted audio a podcast that i could take with me or some sort of downloadable something something that i could listen to on the commute i wanted a dvd or something um you know we had one fistler in the in the thread talk about like he has tons of dance dvds and he just sits and watches them and that's one of the best ways for him to learn and then and then when he goes into class his mind has been sort of like I can imagine this because I do the same thing. I do. It feels like this when I watch surfing videos. Sometimes it's just pure entertaining. But other times I'm like looking at it. I'm really trying to understand what it would be like on that board when you're seeing the wave do that thing and how he's reacting. Sometimes it's very clear. Um, but all that to say, you get to pick the medium that you use and be considerate of the people on the other side who are going. Now we're with Fizzle. We have a large customer base where there's way more people than just one kind of t type of, of learner. Yeah. And that's something that I definitely want to make room for. Right. I also want to say no matter which medium, you're going to have to invest yourself in your because I hate it that so many people are in Fizzle and a lot of them aren't doing this, aren't going deep on their own stuff. You know why? Because it's really fun to play business. It's really fun to go like, yeah, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. You know, we've all, I did that for years before I took anything seriously, right? And I've watched a ton of people do that because it's it's really easy to do. But um, it makes me sad because you're going to look back in five years and go, God, I wish I would have taken this seriously sooner, you know? And and part, part of what I do in video, I'm just trying... I'm, I'm literally trying to manipulate that into happening. Right. Trying, you know, I'm yeah. trying to bring that around sooner by, by finding out concepts and way to say things and ways to, uh, to show things that make you see what's possible and the reality of things, not just like give you a rah-rah motivation feeling, you know, just like, oh, there's some actual tricks to being a researcher, to actually talking to customers, to coming up with business ideas and all this kind of stuff that like, oh, that, that actually solves some problems yeah. versus just make some more. What are you going to say, Corbett? Well, and I also don't want people listening to this to take this as a condemnation of video because, uh, again, this is this is a topic that came up that a fair number of people chimed in on, and there's definitely a, a vocal minority, I think. Yeah. But at the same time, realize that we have hundreds of thousands of hours of videos have been watched inside of Fizzle yeah. by thousands of people, and um, there are plenty of people who enjoy video, and at the same time, as we mentioned before, there are are lots of very large businesses built on the back of video training. Um, I don't know of really large businesses that are built on the backs of text courses. Yeah. There are, of course, books and and other things out there that are that are very popular. Um, but text courses, I don't know, are are super popular. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think you know this is if you're thinking about creating uh, something to teach people about, you need to be. You need to dive into this and think yeah. about what do you prefer? What are you good at? Uh, who's your target audience? How is your topic suited 
for video or audio or text or whatever it might be? And the answer is probably that there isn't one single medium. And yeah. this is why we have a podcast. And this mm-hmm. is why we have video courses. This is why we write blog posts, mm-hmm. um, because we recognize that there are people who learn in different ways or who prefer to consume things in different ways. And um, and we'd be silly just to do one and not the others. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, there's like, there's two easy options to get around this. The first one is if you're just starting out, you're just starting to call yourself an aspiring entrepreneur. Don't pick the teacher archetype. Don't even deal with any of this. Pick some other archetype and sell something else. And don't worry about what medium that people learn best from. That's one way to avoid all of this. So if you're that, then you can ignore this conversation. Um, maybe you have to worry about it in your marketing, but maybe not. Maybe that's not as important. But but I think I just think that like the reason why this is such a booming industry is because like well, frankly, it's a it's a much easier uh, logistics chain to to try to take you know to manage when you're selling just basically just information than when you're like making a real product or you're doing one-on-ones coaching stuff like that, even all that real time, time for money type stuff is involved in, in virtually every other model, except for these kinds of information based or product based type, type things, you know? So I do just want to say like, you're, you're right. Like a lot of people jump to the uh, info stuff because it sounds like an easy, easy way to make a buck, you know? Sounds like, you know, you, you, how many webinars do you see advertised on your Facebook feed? Like, I quit my job and I made $150,000. You know, that's from my friend Jeff Goins. I got to see that all the time. Do you know what I mean? And, uh, and so, like, because of, of that, we've got this world where, we, where, where the, the, the data, the info product stuff is just, is just really sexy to do. And, and, and it is, frankly, like, you see a lot of people being successful with it. And so it's alluring. But you do have to deal with a lot of crap to make this stuff happen. So sorry that just to tag that onto the end of, of yours, but keep going. You had another point, Barrett. Well, and the other reality about that is it's only going to get harder. Yeah. You know, as things grow in popularity, it gets harder to compete in those industries. And there's only going to be so many winners at the end of the day. And by winner, I mean only so many stories of people who make that much money doing it because at some point there's diminishing returns from a given market. And so just be aware of that, that like teaching is having a a moment online and that may not last forever. And so it may or may not be there by the time you're ready to take it on. So the other way to avoid this though, is choose one to start and plan to incorporate all of them over time. You know, if, if you need to validate an idea, don't make every format of media for your customers, make one you know, sell the product in an ebook format first, and then make it an ebook and audio and video if you want. And that way you don't have to worry about which learning style your customers are. You give it to them in all of them. And now you're serving whichever kind of learner they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steph, any closing words? I don't think so. I think we did it. I mean, all I would add, I think these points have been right on. I would just say, I don't know when you, if you are, cre- if you do decide that you are the teacher archetype, you are creating courses or ebooks or any kind of info product. My preference or my, I guess, suggestion would be have a bias towards allowing people to take action. Make it as easy as possible for people to take action because I don't care if you're audio, visual, kinesthetic, or any of these types of learning styles we've talked about. It goes back to Chase's point. The learning is in the doing. And whether that's workbooks or action items or you know ways for people to apply things, I think that's really the most important point. I mean, there's, there's so much research on adult learning theory that will tell you that people just... 
like once we get to be adults, people retain things by doing them and by applying them to their own lives. So for me, like I, maybe this is a personal thing, but when I'm looking at people's courses or other things that are out there, I'm always looking for like, well, what's the, like, what's the, the action point going to be? Is there, is there something to support this learning for me? So whether you do go with video or you experiment with something else, I think always think about how to make it really easy for your students to take the action. And that makes a big difference regardless of what the medium is. Mm, I like it. Well, I've been Chase Wardman Reeves. I guess I've been Corbett Barr. I'm just going to filibuster and make one last point. The number one thing I don't want for you, the number one thing I want you to take away from this conversation is that I don't want you to get five years down the road and look back and realize that you let the internet ruin your life. Social media and every content marketer out there wants to steal your attention from whatever it is that you're trying to actually accomplish. And if you let them, they will. They will win and you won't build anything and you'll get down the road and look back and just be sorry. So don't look back and be sorry. Focus and give your attention to the things that actually help you make progress. I've been Barrett Allen Brooks. Man, that that was a mic drop. I'm just going to go ahead and say I've been Seth Crowder. And we'll see you there. We'll we'll see see you on another time. So there you have it. Fizzleshow.co slash 155. That's where you'll find the show notes for this episode. I'd love to hear what your learning style is. If you're up for it, share it in the comments at fizzleshow.co slash 155. Here's an iTunes review from Kate Bro in Australia who says, I'm in the process of building my side hustle and I listen to these guys weekly. The entrepreneurial journey is a challenging one and the fizzle folks are like my own little cheer squad in my ears as I slog it out in my day job. Hey, thanks, Kate. Glad to uh, be there cheering you on. Dear listener, you know our goal here is to help you make progress on your business every single week. And to that end, I'd love it if you personally would leave us an iTunes review. You go into the iTunes store, you search for Fizzle, you'll see our four orange faces, and you click write a review. And what that does is it helps us, you know, show up in other entrepreneurs' feeds, helps more people find the show. And frankly, it gives me something to read on the air. (laughs) Come on, help me out. So please go to iTunes and leave us a review if you haven't yet. Okay, that's it for this episode. Not for an easy or a gentle or a cloudless life, but my hope for you is for a heart fully awake and eyes alight with direction, potential, and joy. Find care, take care, serve hard and dig in. Thanks, and I'll talk to you next Fizzle Friday.